the United Federal Republic, an open conspiracy to humanity for global unification. By Donald Roth. The Cyrus Cylinder, Greek Democracy, the American Revolution, the French Revolution, the Latin American Revolutions, the Russian Revolution, the Arab Spring, the Idle No More Movement, and the Occupy Movement. All these have in common are the march towards direct democracy. Vice President to us President Franklin Roosevelt, Henry Wallace, spoke of some of these events as the march of the common person. In contrast, people have also had to deal with the march of totalitarianism and authoritarianism, the march of elitism, which has plagued human civilization since the adoption of agriculture and the conservation of surplus generated by it. Through some misfortune or biological necessity, human life moved away from the egalitarian, democratic hunter-gatherer society and more towards the centralized authoritarian agriculture model. The centralized model of agriculture has proven to have positive aspects when constructing vertical hierarchies that contribute toward greater complexity of the society within them or are part of. Though it is when vertical structures coincide with the march of elitism that the negative aspects become very blatant and apparent. With the world growing at the rate it is, and technology progressing faster and faster, the centralized dictatorial mindset will pose to be a greater and greater threat to the security of persons and the human species as a whole. As of right now, a dictatorial mind only has power if there are others submitted beneath them. If we project into a future where human civilization is still fragmented and technology has run wild, all a dictator would need to project power as robotic minions. We can already see the prelude to this scenario with the employment of unmanned aircraft and other robotic drone programs. If the human species is to protect itself from this type of future, we must organize and reconstruct our civilization so that the environments that births these type of negative forces does not exist. It may seem almost fanciful for a dysfunctional two-party governing structure with feudalized capitalistic economic policies to birth a completely new system. But the structures and organizations needed to convert into an entirely new civilization already exists and will persist until a system for the common person is truly established. The United Federal Republic is that inevitable outcome. It is a monopoly of monopolies, a hierarchy of hierarchies. It connects the world and all various institutions, organizations, and individuals into a single arena in which world events, both on a local and global level, can be discussed in a public, responsible manner. While the UFR is birthed from the United States of America, it is a system that can operate anywhere and is designed to encompass the world in an eventually unified structure for the human species. Polarization is quite large and blatant in the United States media, but it is mostly of artificial design. A large majority of human populations share common ideals and common principles, but the languages and use of words they employ leave them in a fog, unable to see the connections. Misunderstandings and misinterpretation are a constant and concerning issue. On top of this confusion, people at times forget or can't distinguish between what is real and factual from what is metaphysical or esoteric. Or worse, lie in deception, opinions and speculation. An arena for manipulation is open with this fog 
divisions and conquests runs rampant. It is through this flogged arena that allows the actions of self and special interests of individuals that have led to our countlessly factioned and fractured species. In an attempt to clear the air of this linguistic mist, the specification of the divisions will be laid out. And then we'll have the UFR's proposal to counter them. What divides humanity? We must first learn how one goes about gaining power through the divide-and-conquer method. For an elite to legitimize its power, they must submit others beneath them. To achieve this, one must divide the groups and existing hierarchies and organizations that make up their opposition, upon which the fragmented individuals and groups are easily able to be consumed and assimilated into the conquering hierarchy. Due to religion being linguistically malleable, it takes metaphysics, esoteric philosophy, shamanism, and mysticism, and subjectively analyses and molds the ideas in order to propagate it in an objective manner. This leaves room for a tremendous amount of potential miscommunication, and thus manipulation. Ethnic and racial division is one of subjective illusion. The tribal mentality of some cause them to perceive other ethnic groups as subhuman, or lesser beings. This of course is entirely false. As genetics has determined for decades, humanity is one species. National division has grown out of tribalized ethnic division. This division has grown to be organized within the United Nations. The UN has connected the 206 sovereign states and the world in one arena. However, the organization is incapable of tackling the division because of state and national interests of self-preservation and subservience to transnational corporations and large financial institutions. The issue of national division also leads to a quasi-cult-like ideology known as patriotism and nationalism. Whether state secrets, corporate secrets, family or personal ones, secrecy is a common practice of our structures and institutions. The national security state of the United States has grown into a civilization unto itself. With 5 million people having security clearance, and 1 million with top secret or higher, the national security agencies and groups are a different society than that of the mass majority. This is the same with corporate secrecy. With the upper echelons of the business and financial world having a lifestyle far different than the lower levels. Another area of secrecy, less acknowledged by most, is family and personal secrecy. These secrets impact society more than most people realize. It not only perpetuates falsehoods and untruths, it leaves open the opportunity for corruption. Corruption can easily grow from blackmail and other forms of manipulation that endangers the security of persons. If an individual can be manipulated away from the interest of the common person and towards personal or special interests, then divisions and negative forces will be able to be perpetuated, exacerbated, and increasingly more dangerous. With the advancement of technology, secrecy will impact society at greater and greater costs. One such aspect can be seen in the next concept, authority. Authority can come in many forms. From states, corporations, institutions, most hierarchical structures, even families. Examples of state authority can be seen in the excessive use of force by police forces. 
Examples of corporate authority can be seen in privatization of human and material resources, and the neocolonial properties enforced by the corporations. Family authority can be seen in patriarchal systems that dominate the world. Submitting half of the world's population into a second-class citizen lifestyle, kept in place with rape cultures, inferiority complexes, and extreme sexuality and extreme sexual conservatism. All of these divisions inevitably accumulate behind the economic division. We can observe economic division as one of the fundamental forces behind the perpetual hostilities in our modern age. Since the adoption of agriculture 10,000 years ago, conservative authoritarian thought processes have grown to dominate economic life. Through private institutions, small numbers of people have ascended to the stature of millionaire, billionaire, and in the case of corporations, trillionaire. These people, with private networks and investments, and those who operate the institutions, controls vast amounts of human and material resources, in imperialistic feudalized manners within human civilization. Examples such as Oxfam reporting that 85 individuals have more wealth than the collective 3.5 billion poorest people. Or the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology's October 2011 survey of the global financial system showing that 1,318 transnational corporations form an economic court within the global economy, controlling 80% of global revenue. These consolidations of wealth has been justifiable under the guise of globalization. Globalization has been a term used to describe the world order designed by the economically supreme elite, towards a private corporate global network, that dictates and subjugates nations towards enforcing their wills. This is being done by cultural warfare, the domination of other cultures and subcultures by a hegemonic culture. Using institutions to control and propagate ideas aligned with the hegemonic culture. This is leading to the destruction of countless indigenous and colonized cultures, languages, and ways of life. It is crucial that the march of the common person must take the concept of globalization away from the march of elitism. Non-hegemonic globalization is the only path that will lead to global unification and away from our self-destructive divisions. The unification of the global communities and cultures into a multicultural global civilization is the only alternative to the ecological disaster and breakdown of human civilization that our current global community is faced with today. The Declaration of Guardianship the Declaration of Guardianship is the foundation of the UFR. It is a social contract for the entire human race. The Declaration of Guardianship DOG is an open call to humanity as a whole, to establish a new civilization in the interest of the common person. It is an outline and a vision of the future, that we have the ability to create in a very quick manner, if coordinated properly. It declares the unity of our species, and the importance of every human, as the foundation and the strength of the UFR. The declaration is also a proclamation to all that humanity is not a virus. Where once human civilization had spread destruction like a virus, the UFR protects and creates life. The DOG's interests are for the preservation of the human species and the biosphere as a whole. The DOG is designed to protect the common person, and ensure the obsolescence of the march of elitism from acting within human civilization.
It is a social contract that bases the UFR's entire existence on its constituent and owes itself to them entirely. Taking this into account, it is obvious that the structures of the UFR are for the needs of the citizenry. To do this a resource-based economy will be employed to designate all resources common heritage to every human, and uses science to calculate what resources we have and how best to coordinate them. This will eliminate scarcity as a concept. The UFR is made up of every city, town, and settlement. Controlled by representatives from every area, a Federal Congress of Cities COC. Operations of the UFR can be formed through the Conference of Mayors and National State Leagues of Cities. The Conference of Mayors would be able to establish a transitional Federal Congress by acting as representatives of each local community. The mayor, being the executive of the municipal government, would be a prime choice for being a representative for the city. This would also allow direct democracy to hold accountable the representatives, while also holding accountable local governing structures. Since the UFR is a hierarchy of hierarchies, one that absorbs all other institutions and systems, departments will be used to organize the professionals of the world into specific arenas to allow peak productivity and efficiency. The head of the department's leaderships are confirmed by the COC by being voted on. There are sub-regional, regional, and super-regional organizing systems that offer arenas for cooperation and organization. The three levels will provide the spaces for the Congress of Cities and all the department to manage themselves in efficient vertical structures while being remained accountable through the horizontal distribution of power by direct democracy. This can be seen in a triad of power distribution, similar to the executive, legislative, and judicial separations of power in our current system. Direct democracy by the population checks the representatives within the COC. The departments operate with meritocratic vertical structures that the COC checks with a finalized vote and the departments use their merit to check the population by repaying them through efficient and effective systems. These departments also will provide the preservation of all that humanity creates. Areas like the departments of art, music, cinematography, cuisine, etc., will organize, categorize, and be saved in order to be added to a repository of human knowledge, which will be described under the UFR right of knowledge while also ensuring access to the materials needed to create new works. Other departments such as the Department of Investigative Journalism will unite independent journalists, watchdog groups, whistleblowers, and others into arena, where they can share their finding and distribute their information directly into the repository, thus to humanity as a whole. The DOIJ would also provide the security and protection of both the journalists, sources, and the information itself, to ensure transparency and freedom of the press. A new legal system will be established following a giant Nuremberg-style trial, which will put to the test just following my beliefs, in the same way the first Nuremberg trial put just following my orders to the test. This trial will analyze every institution and system, along with all individuals within them, especially the upper echelons. This is done to identify the corruption within the actual systems, as well as the negative ideas, that generate the environment for the corruption. 
this will place accountability on all those who have committed wrong within the institutions and the leaderships, which aims to correct historical wrongs. This trial will also be an opportunity to declassify the massive amount of documents and information that have been accumulated by governments, corporations, and private individuals. This will entail reassimilating national security states with public structures. With all projects, organizations, and individuals classified as secret, top secret, or above, being brought forth to determine whether they will continue within the departments of the UFR, or whether they will be restructured or dissolved. This will allow the responsible and controlled breakdown of mental paradigms that have been constructed over human collectives and their minds. There are many untold secrets that humanity will have to come to terms with. This trial is done as a means to properly place accountability and to maturely handle the shift in mindset and mentality. The UFR's code of law will operate on the basis of the golden rule do unto others as you would have done to you. The intention is to allow the fullest expression of the freedom of will, while acknowledging the need to restrict the freedom of action. Since the basis of the code of law will be the golden rule, the aim of law will be for rehabilitation, rather than punishment. With the elimination of currencies thanks to the resource-based economy, laws dealing with fines, tickets, taxes, etc. will not be relevant, thus not perpetuated. The Department of Security DOS will be used as a structure to ensure the security of persons. It will be made up of National Guard, aspects of police departments such as detective forces, intelligence agencies, legitimate militias, and military. The DOS will be a defensive structure that is designed to enforce the code of law which follows the golden rule in order to properly and legitimately ensure the security of persons to all individuals. When the need for action to be taken by the DOS arises, they will operate on securing the hostile forces for public trial and prosecution. This will require the training and technology to take immediate and direct non-lethal action. The personnel part of the DOS will not be broken to fit a machine-like structure, rather they will be trained and structured with a sense of collective defense. Organized into local units, each city, town, and settlement will be protected by the local branch of the DOS. The aim is to build a responsible modern defensive warrior class, who will protect and guard their community and neighbors. In the same way they would protect themselves and their family. Rather than trying to disarm societies, those who are armed will be encouraged to join the DOS and be guardians of their fellow humans. Through this method, natural disarmament the willful choice of a society to disarm can occur with time. Rights of the United Federal Republic The UFR will provide six rights in addition to constitutional legal rights, and these are of food, water, energy, infrastructure, knowledge, and productive abilities. Ensuring the right of food is one of the most critical rights needed to ensure human survival. There are luckily many options we can take to provide each community an abundance of food. Communal gardens, personal gardens, rooftop gardens, parks with edible plants, rooftop greenhouses, and communal greenhouses are a few examples of actions that can immediately be taken. With time to construct or convert existing structures, 
we can develop industrial-scale skyscraper greenhouses. We would be able to provide massive quantities of organic fresh produce using techniques and technologies such as hydroponics, aquaponics, aeroponics, and more. All of which require far less resources to produce than current agriculture techniques. And do not require any connection or control over the natural ecosystem and biosphere. These methods are designed to ensure the right of food to all individuals, with all production done locally. These projects will be maintained by the Department of Food. Water can be insured once the resource is permanently taken out of private hands. Currently, it is being wasted at immense rates, on propping up failing systems like our agriculture structure and others like the method of hydraulic fracking. There is also drastically large amounts of water being siphoned out of aquifers for private water use by companies such as Nestle, Coca-Cola, and more for bottled water and other products. In addition, the amount of private water used and wasted on things like golf courses and personal lawns is immense. Once out of the hands of private institutions and states, the mismanagement can be dealt with swiftly and efficiently. The Department of Water would be in charge of processing purifying and distributing the water directly to the populace within each community. This will also require the employment of technologies in order to bring water to those who don't have it, or to clean undrinkable sources. Examples of infrastructure the department would be in charge of are, desalination plants, water treatment plants, purifying facilities, and the distribution networks. The third right, energy, is to ensure unlimited renewable energy sources to each community and individual. Technologies such as solar, wind, geothermal, and electromagnetic power all show potential for providing unlimited renewable energy sources on the industrial scales needed for modern and future societies. The Department of Energy will be in charge ensuring each community and individual becomes self-sufficient. The right of infrastructure is designed to ensure free access to the infrastructure created by our civilization. Private ownership, which has empowered the march of elitism will never be capable of allowing more than an extremely small minority to be able to truly benefit from our buildings, systems, and technologies. Thus, the push towards access, rather than ownership, will ensure humanity as a whole will benefit from the advanced infrastructure of the UFR. Besides access, the right of infrastructure is to provide the most advanced technology available. The Venus project and designs by Jake Fresco are prime examples of new infrastructure that we can create. There is only a limited means of repairing old infrastructure, due to the fact most cities are built upon themselves over centuries or more. The best approach would be to invest in creating new city structures entirely. Departments like the Department of Infrastructure DOI would be responsible for creating and maintaining the infrastructure. This department will also be tasked with connecting all cities with the most advanced communication and transportation technologies. Technologies such as an Internet of Things, monorails, Elon Musk's Hyperloop, and others will be constructed. Once terrestrial infrastructure is completed, the DOI will coordinate with the Departments of Space Exploration and Colonization in establishing suborbital infrastructure and eventual extraterrestrials infrastructure. Knowledge is the UFR's fifth right. 
The right of knowledge is designed to ensure humanity has complete access to the collective knowledge of humanity. The Department of Knowledge DOK will be tasked in creating a complete repository of human knowledge. The repository is aimed at becoming a database of the entire legacy of humanity. It will combine all existing databases, archives, libraries, school universities, and all other sources of information. The repository will also consist of the detailed analysis of the massive Enronberg-style trial that will have all the data from every institution and individual being analyzed. The goal is to make sure every culture and individual perspective can be passed on to future generations. It will also aim to record all that is possible, in order to ensure no future group would be able to organize secretly, in manners that have established the current and past world orders. There is a common delusion illusion, that if activities are private, they somehow do not affect the greater world. History shows that negative forces fester within this illusion of privacy, which the DOK aims to eliminate through knowledge from the repository, its data will provide the information needed to prevent collective secrecy. The repository is also to ensure that humanity is never subjugated into closed societies. Once the repository is created, the DOK will decentralize the repository into local databanks. The department will be charged with maintaining a constant feed of new data into the repository. This way is to ensure the local community, and eventually each individual, will have a physical copy of the repository. So that even if disaster occurs, humanity will not fall into a dark age, where all knowledge is lost. The Department of Knowledge will take the position of school university, though this is not in the traditional sense. Rather than teaching a curriculum or agenda to indoctrinate push a specific perspective, the DOK will teach topics and utilize virtual and artificial intelligences to teach the repository. This way each new individual can be exposed to the entirety of human knowledge and move into specialization if they wish. Lastly, the DOK will be in charge of public disclosure of government, corporate, and private secrets. The S alone classifies tens of millions of documents each year, while only declassifying a fraction of that. The UFR acknowledges that disclosure is a delicate task, but one of urgent necessity. Productive abilities is the last of the six rights of the UFR. The aim of this right is to ensure all communities, and eventually all individuals, will have the means of self-production. In connection with the Department of Economics, which will facilitate a resource-based economy, the Department of Production DOP will work to mechanize and automate all areas possible. The DOP will coordinate with the Department of Labor DOL, which will organize all human labor into a concurrent system, with unions connected and organized into a strong, efficient structure. Upon achieving the completion of these tasks, the DOP will work to maintain the machinery of communal production, and with the DOL, to organize any remaining human labor in a self-represented system. The DOP will also work to provide each individual with productive capabilities, such as 3D 4D printers. The aim is to provide everyone with one, so that they all have the means of production in their hands. Making structures like corporations, and concepts like supply and demand, obsolete.
the new civilization of the United Federal Republic. The question left is, how do we instigate the transformation between our current paradigm to the UFR? The answer is a civilization reboot. If we choose a day to come together, we can shut everything down, and restart as the UFR. New Year's is a day that brings peoples of the world together for a moment of celebration. Perhaps we can resemble that sort of togetherness in the reboot day. The Nuremberg-style trial will begin on the restart, while the UFR will assume control and authority over all institutions. The UFR's departments will organize and coordinate all institutions towards tackling our problems and rebuilding our civilization. Departments such as the Department of Land Ecology and Aquatic Ecology would immediately instigate reversing climate change and rejuvenating the biosphere. Other departments such as the ones dealing with the six rights of the UFR, will immediately begin enforcing those rights. While other departments such as the Department of Security will organized, and enact the roles required to ensure the security of persons. The UFR is aimed to create a Type 1 civilization, one that utilizes all of the planet's energy efficiency. If we are honest with ourselves about where our species is going, once the problems of human civilization and the biosphere are corrected, then we have to project into the future as to what we will do next. Once terrestrial civilization is restructured, we will have billions of humans without a purpose since human labor no longer takes primary focus. The creative aspect of humanity, the arts, sciences, etc., will occupy a large portion of the population's focus. The cities of the world will be connected with the most advanced transportation and communication technologies allowing near instantaneous travel for individuals, as well as massive migration for populations, which will occupy many for a period. But there still will remain a large chunk of people, who will have a continuous migrating and exploring drive. These individuals will be the forefront of humanity's expansion into space, a very real prospect that is fast approaching. With this drive in mind, the UFR will have things like the departments of space exploration and colonization, provide the resources for that expansion. The UFR will also have a department connected with the Department of Science, in order to responsibly and transparently develop the technology for and relating to the singularity. The singularity is the highly anticipated moment where humanity merges with machines, machines exceeding the collective intelligence of humanity, and humanity creating artificial intelligence. Implications of the singularity in human life includes indefinite life extension, elimination of disease and illnesses, genetic manipulation, cybernetic upgrades, and abandonment of the human vessel. The UFR acknowledges the immense responsibility this requires, and will coordinate the things needed for the transparent and safe use. For one who embraces these technologies, they will essentially be comparable to a godly being. The UFR would encourage these individuals to embrace a creator mentality with this godly aspect, rather than letting their egotistical mind get embraced. If the creator mind is embraced, humanity would expand into space seeding, spreading, designing, and creating life. No longer being a destructive virus.